Nobody's just hardwired for grit. No one's just hardwired to withstand negativity, negativity, negativity. It's a learned thing. Now, some people are lucky enough to get it really young through really good mentorship or parents or siblings or incredible environment. That's not the most of us. Most of us need to absorb this. And whether you absorb it in your 30s or 40s or you absorb it when you're in elementary school, the wind doesn't matter. Like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the next best day is today. Like we just start the journey now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Chasing Excellence. My name is Patrick Cummings, as always here with Ben Bergeron. Every week on the show, we dedicate some time to exploring how we can live a life of better health and increased fulfillment. We answer your questions about the five factors of health, dive deep on living a life of excellence, and explore the strategies and frameworks to help us chase what truly matters. Thank you so much for joining us this week. How the heck are you, Ben? I'm doing good. Thanks, Patrick. Good, good, good. We've got this episode. Listener questions about maintaining endurance capacity while doing CrossFit, whether gyms should host birthday parties and serve pizza at those parties, mm-hmm. and working through emotions, uh, working through the emotions of looking for a new job. Our workout this week is a listener question about how to navigate long-time friendships when people change. And we'll wrap up with another round of our recommendation roundup. Where we give, uh, where we each give one or two books, podcasts, movies, or activities that we've been enjoying. Before we jump into the warm up, I wanted to, or we wanted to, announce something new, something we're excited about. If you are interested in diving even deeper into this pursuit of chasing excellence, well, we've come up with a way for you to do that. If you head to the website, www.chasingexcellence.email, not only can you jump on the newsletter, but you will also be able to join us for a premium subscription. What does that mean? You will first be able to get ad-free episodes every single week emailed to you. And then we're going to be working on some additional material, community challenges, book clubs, and a bunch more that we're excited about. So again, if you want to check it out, www.chasingexcellence.email. The link is in the show notes. We would love to see you there. That's cool. That's that's exciting. I like that. I'm I'm yeah. very excited. After many many years, yes, we've talked about how do we how do we engage with people a little bit more. How do we have conversations? And the, the a, a lot of these episodes obviously are built around questions about listener questions. And the reason was like I want more people involved here. I want their voices, their their concerns, their ideas. Week or two ago, we had uh, a listener audio segment. Like these are the kinds of things I'm really excited about. Uh, introducing, finding ways, exploring ways that we can get all the cool people who are listening, who have been listening, more involved, more engaged, uh, and having more conversations with them. So this is uh, this is the most recent, and I think the best way that we can start to do that. So I'm excited about it. Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited. To, uh, you know, this is we've talked a long time about how do we how do we bring this to in in real life version. You know, yes. actually meet people in real life and cross the chasm of the the interwebs to, mm-hmm. you know, connect with people. It was one of the big things that we do, right? Surround yourself with people that want to see you win, lift you up, um, challenge you, but make you better. And this community is so ripe for that. And um, we'd love to be able to do that. And I, this seems like the right first step in that is let's, you know, I like that idea. If you want to start a revolution, you got to get a bunch of revolutionists in the same room. It's kind of like yeah, yep. that idea. It's like let's get find another level of connection we can to um, who are who are our people. Yep. So fellow cool. chasers, that's what we're looking for. Fellow, fellow chasers. chasers. <laughs> so again, the, sh- the links in the show notes. We'd love to uh, see. Yeah, you guys it's exciting. All right, our warm up. We start each episode with a listener questions about the five factors of health, those few fundamental behaviors that most positively affect our performance, vitality, and longevity. Those five factors are how we eat, how we move, how we think, how we connect, and how we recover. We've got three questions this time around. This first one is from Tom. It's in our move category. He says, I've been doing CrossFit for just over a year and try to attend classes at my local uh, CrossFit affiliate five to six times a week. I've recently noticed improvements in my performance in shorter, intense workouts and in strength. However, I want to ensure that I have well-rounded fitness that can be applied to all areas of life of life outside of the gym and feel like the one area that CrossFit classes aren't addressing is longer, more endurance style workouts. I'd love to be able to balance CrossFit with some longer runs, bike rides, et cetera, but find that when training five time, five to six times a week at the gym, I have little time and energy left to be able to do so. How would you recommend balancing fo- uh, following the prescription of five to six CrossFit workouts a week with ensuring I still retain my my endurance capacity? Yeah, this is uh, a very straightforward answer. Um, it is five or six days a week, and one of those, and this is what I this is what I do, and it's written actually built right into our Comp Train platform. Is once mm-hmm. a week go long, 
during, and that's included in the five or six. So we do uh, uh, Sunday run day. And on yep. Sundays, that's the first thing I thought of when I read this question. Exactly. Sunday run yep. day. So Sunday run day, um, we choose running, but people could do it in any modality that they choose. We do choose running because it does have the biggest carryover, has the biggest functionality. Um, we are bipedal beings and we want to be able to move our body across the earth. Um, not just, uh, um, a mile under six minutes, but we do to Tom's point, like, yeah, let's get the endurance side of things. I want the endurance side of things. So uh, we build in a cycle into our Sunday run days where it goes up uh, a mile or two every Sunday and then we loop back through. So you get this build and then pull back, rest, recover, then build, rest, recover. But the really clear short answer is Tom can do this. It is still is five or six days a week, but one of those days is an endurance day. It's not you do the endurance on top of an additional day. It's not five or six days of CrossFit and then also a run. It's also not five or six days of CrossFit and then one of those days go for a second session and do this thing. Mm -hmm. It is this replaces one of those days. Now, people like me who love going to my CrossFit gym, it, it, mm -hmm. it, this is my biggest challenge is I actually like, I, I want to be in my gym six days a week. And I also want to, um, do my Sunday run days. And I found if I pull back on the majority of those days in the class, some days I can go, some weeks I can go seven days a week. Um, but more likely than not is I am actually pulling out one of those other days. It's six days, including a long run day, but I have gone, you know, three weeks in a row with no rest days. You just have to be mm -hmm. mindful of it. And I'm not saying that's a prescription, um, but for people that find a lot of um, fulfillment and a lot of benefit from that, you just have to make sure you're really pulling back on some of those other days. We can't, again, this is, I have so many of these conversations. The prescription is not go as hard as you can. That's not what this thing is. It's written right into the words of a hundred words of health by the founder of the sport, the founder of the methodology, Greg Glassman, which is train these modalities five or six days a week and as many creative ways that you can creatively combine them. It's That's the recipe first, five or six days a week, five or six days a week, five or six days a week. Then we bring up the intensity, but that's the second conversation. The the, the really short, quick answer to this is, yeah, we can build in a lot of endurance and you only need to do once a week. You could run, mm -hmm. you could train for a marathon with this approach, especially if you're following something like comp train, who we're going to do two or three other runs a week anyway. And then you're also going to get in this, you know, we also do these big and bigger endurance days during the week, which barbell free, a lot of aerobic stuff. Um, and then you combine that with your Sunday run day and you're good to go. And <clears throat> I think worth the question, which is, or worth the pointing out, which is the gym is not going to be giving you that, that particular day of programming. It's nope. very unlikely that your CrossFit gym is going to say, go run two or three miles or run the 5k yep. for various reasons. But it's not an accident that most CrossFit gyms will not give you a day of. And that's not, that's work. not a bug. That's a feature. It's by design because yep. what we what we want to do is make sure that when people come in, we have to go on the assumption that they are probably not going to be here six days a week. Right. The average person is showing up three or four. If you're only showing up three or four, we need those to be um, designed for power output. That's where the thrusters, the burpee, and the rowing come in because those produce the highest levels of power. I'm using those as three examples for yep. what we do. Yep. Those produce the highest levels of optimal power. If you are only going to work out three days a week, I'd much rather have you do big power output for three days than I would have you go run a 5 to a 10K three times a week. Like that. Okay. Next question is from Matt and it's in our eat category. It says the CrossFit box I work out, uh, work out at now has opened a new offer for kids' birthday parties at the gym. I think this is a cool way to get kids to be more active and promote health and fitness around birthdays, but the package includes soda and pizza. How do I tell the manager of the gym that serving pizza and soda to kids at a CrossFit gym is just plain wrong? However you twist and turn on it. I get really frustrated at the gym, uh, where, which is supposed to be a place to get healthy and not uh, not be presented with these kinds of obstacles. Chill out, dude. 
<laughs> this isn't the hill to die on. So uh, my, my question is like soda and pizza. I get it. Everyone has their things that trigger them and they say those are the bad things. Um, does he not serve his kids birthday cake on their birthdays? And if he doesn't, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But we're not here to espouse our morals on somebody else. For somebody to celebrate their birthday with unhealthy foods is more than appropriate. It's fine. Do We do birthday parties at our gym. Do we do that? No, we don't. But I'm also mm. not here to tell another gym that they shouldn't do that because that's up to them to decide where their line is. The way we do it is we don't provide the food. We let the parents provide the food. And we don't say, no, you can't bring that in here because this is the way that they want to celebrate. And that's it's different traditions, different values for different people. And we are not here to say values or right or wrong. What we're trying to do is make sure we're chasing what truly matters, take enough of a perspective, enough of a view to understand what the, the metrics are that we want to lean into and what are the things that um, create health. And we're not saying health is 100% dialed in. We want to be able to celebrate and have good times with our friends and family. If that means me having a glass of wine or two with my wife on date night, knowing that alcohol is toxic, that is that can totally live inside the realm of a healthy diet. Now, if we were to get outside of that soapbox, um, I would not want the soda in my gym. Like this is like the mm -hmm. weird kind of things, like it's different for different people. I find the pizza to be not that big of a deal. Um, but the soda to me is, um, I would not, I would not feel comfortable with our gym. If my gym manager came up to us and said, Hey, we're going to start doing this with our birthday parties. We're going to start doing pizza and soda. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I would, my response would be yes on the pizza, no on the soda. And that's just mm -hmm. my thing. It's like, but everybody's going to be a little bit different in that on what is acceptable for a celebration. So I wouldn't, uh, I don't think it's, um, I think he used the words like, no matter what way you spin it, it's wrong. Yep. That's yep. what, that's where I would challenge. I do think that you can mm -hmm. spin this to be, it is okay. Cause my yeah. guess is if they're having soda, like my guess is that a lot of people it's, are you saying that my glass or two of wine or, you know, my Moscow mule made with diet ginger beer is wrong. You know, <laughs> would I do that once uh, every six weeks? That's a lot more frequent than a birthday. Like mm -hmm. birthdays once a year. And okay, like, well, then you have to go like, well, what's better, soda or alcohol? And you have to have that conversation. So I don't think it's wrong no matter what. I like that he is... Um, concerned. And I'm, I think the concern comes from the mixed messaging that this CrossFit gym is putting out by serving it themselves. And you could have a conversation with them, but I would start that conversation with understanding their perspective, not trying to instill your values upon them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Last question we've got is in our think category. It's from Harry. Uh, I've moved to the UK four months. Uh, I've moved to the UK four months ago from Switzerland to be with my wife. I grew up in Switzerland. I worked there until I moved to the UK. It's been about four months now that I've been looking for a job. I've been on more than 20 interviews and I know I'm on the right path to finding one. It's all about focusing on the process and being patient. Getting negative answers are part of that process, but lately I've been struggling mm -hmm. to tell the right script in my mind. Do you have any other, do you have any tips to handle this journey better? Yeah, move back to Switzerland. Switzerland's dope. <laughs> and the UK is cloudy and rainy. <laughs> solved. Yeah. Problem solved. Done. Uh, Switzerland is, honestly, it's one of my favorite countries in the world. It's so amazing. It's like this magical, it looks like it's built out of like a fairy, you know, fairy. Mm, I've never Fairy been, book? So fairy story? What am I trying to say there? Fairy tale? Fairy tale. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Fairy book? Fairy book. <laughs> <laughs> I read lots of books about fairies. Uh, it's amazing. Um, but I, I respect it. Let's uh, go chase the wife um, and happy wife, happy life. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, this is a, it's a cool question. Here's my really for, what was this person's name? Harry. Harry. My specific to Harry, um, during this process, 
honestly, like read the obstacle is the way. Like it's Mm -hmm. very tactful. Like read that as you're going through the obstacle. It brings such a level of perspective. So we, I am in the midst of a challenging environment right now. Like our, um, our, our, our business is not where we want it to be for a, a, a big reason. We're having a big um, customer journey issue in terms of some technology stuff and an app. And like, I'm like, what am I going to, and the reason I give Harry the suggestion is that's, this is literally what I'm doing right now mm. is going like, yep, you're going to be better, not in spite of this, but because of this. It's acting with a reverse clause. This is the thing that's going to make, not again, not in spite of this. This is the thing that is making you better. So when you kind of, and we need that. We need it's, We need the coach. We need the, the person to keep you on track. For this next three weeks, that's what, read this book over the next three weeks, Ryan Holiday is your coach. Marcus Aurelius is your coach. Stockdale is your coach. Seneca is your coach. Like every day you get to lean on these great thinkers and just shift your perspective, just like any great coach would. So um, that would be my number one. And then if you get through that really quickly, it's a really quick, fast, easy read. The next one I'd read is Atomic Habits because it just Mm -hmm. goes like, dude, you got to keep pounding the rock. You got to keep pounding the rock. Um, yep. Yeah. There's gonna be days that it's good days. That's medium and good days. That's great. But it's, we, it's this persistence. It's this thing. If you get through that one, then read grit (laughs) and there we go. Mm. It's like, I'm just going to tell you, like, you got to surround yourself. You got to get the right information coming in because if it's just you on the streets getting negative, 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 Three, you know, it sounds like you've been there a month or so and you have 20 three negative. Three or four months, yeah. That's a, yep. that's a, you know, it's a negative every two or three days. You're getting this, like going to an interview and getting shot down. That can get really destructive. You need to surround yourself with the right messages coming in to combat that. I like that. I like that the, the you know, something we've talked about a lot, something you say a lot, which is like the voice in your head is it being a coach or a critic. And there, there are times when, we're not really quite equipped to be the coach that we need, but a book like, and, and really anything by Ryan Holiday or to your point, James Clear or any of these other books, you can sort of use them as the coach voice that you don't quite have Completely. yet because at least it then begins to combat the thing that we all have that we seem is very natural, which is the critic voice, right? So at least say like, cool, if you don't have the, the, the skills yet to, ha- to be your own coach here, Seneca here, yeah. Marcus Aurelius here, James Clear here, fill in the blank, right? And guess and what? I think Those that that's guys, really useful. Marcus Aurelius didn't figure out on his own. They're all mm-hmm. reading people from the past that are passing this knowledge down. Nobody just has this. Nobody's just hardwired for grit. No one's just hardwired to withstand negativity, negativity, negativity. It's mm-hmm. a learned thing. Now, some people are lucky enough to get it really young through really good mentorship or parents or siblings or incredible environment. That's not the most of us. Most of us need to absorb this. And mm-hmm. whether you absorb it in your 30s or 40s or you absorb it when you're in elementary school, the wind doesn't matter. Like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best day is today. Like we just start the journey now. And this is what we talk about. You know, we write our 100 words of health. The first line of ours, Patrick and you and I, is create an environment in which makes it easy to dot, 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 Mm -hmm. eat, sleep, train, think, connect on. Well, that part of that environment is what you're absorbing. That's why we don't like watching the news because the news is going to be pounded with this negativity. And news today is like, you can replace that with the word social media, right? We like learning from the people that have the virtues and the values and the wisdom that has been cultivated over centuries. And we have a really easy, or I should say a really simple tool in books and audiobooks, maybe podcasts that allow us to surround ourselves with those things opposed to the the negative weeds that will grow if we don't tend to our own garden. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I'll just add maybe one more thing, which is thinking about this question, thinking about what you just said about comp training, thinking about points in my own life when things were particularly hard. It's when they're particularly hard that we need to find other resources for ourselves. Because when they're kind of hard, maybe our parents, maybe we had a mentor to your point, maybe our experience kind of prepared us for it. But there were there are always going to be points where we are not yet prepared for this particular thing. This hasn't never been this hard. Yep. It's never been, I've never gone five months without a job. When you have your first kid, right? Like I've never been this sleep deprived, all of these things. And so what I really like about what you're saying is like acknowledge the fact that you can't have been prepared for this yet because you've never gone through this yet. And so what other resource, what, what other tools, what other people can you lean on who have been here before? What can you take from them? What can you learn from them? What questions can you ask of them? Because that's how ultimately we will get through this particular period. And then we'll have to do it again the next time. But at least we can get ourselves through this one. Yeah, I like that a lot. And with that is like, you know, um, we could have been prepared for this because it wasn't happening now. It's also this understanding of, you know, I've I've read The Obstacles Away twice, and I'm reading it for yeah. the third time. And it's that understanding of, you know, cliche again, but no person ever steps in the same river twice because mm -hmm. the river has changed and the person has changed. The first time I read Obstacles Away was like at the peak of my career. <laughs> you know, I just won. Um, the CrossFit games with Katrin and now I'm working with yeah. Matt and Katrin and we're winning again. And it's like, everything is just coming up daisies. And it's like, you read this and you're like, okay, well you read it in terms of like, here's how, when I read it then it was, here's how I can bring this to someone else. Here's how mm -hmm. I can be a teacher for my members. Here's how I can use this as a coach with uh, my elite athletes. Here's how I can help people overcome the adversities of their life. Now, as you said, whether you're um, a new parent or struggling with some entrepreneurship or um, a sick family member or whatever it might be, in my case, it's the entrepreneurship, which the realization that life comes in cycles and there's seasons and winter is coming. It's going to happen for mm -hmm. all of us. No one gets to avoid winter where there is scarcity, there is hardship, there is struggle, but just like every year there's there is a spring you just have to survive it it gives you a, a it gives it's giving me a completely different perspective because this is it's speaking to me very specifically and i get to relate all of these different lessons that are um brought about in my in my own very special unique circumstances right now and that's very different than the way i interpreted it the first time mm. Yeah. Fascinating. All right. Thank you for that. Thank you for those questions. If you would like to get a question into the queue, the best way to do so is to get on the newsletter, www.chasingexcellence.email. Drop your email in there. And every single Friday, we send out an email with the new episode and a link to ask your questions. We're going to jump into our workout here in just a moment. But first, a quick word of thanks from a few sponsors. We are brought to you this week by a new sponsor, Mando. Gentlemen, are you tired of traditional deodorants that only target your armpits? I am sure you are. <laughs> Introducing Mando Whole Body Deodorant, the all-terrain vehicle of deodorants. It goes everywhere from your pits to your privates the to your feet. All-terrain vehicle all of deodorants. Is that you? That's right. Hell I don't yeah. know if I wrote that. I don't forget, but it's good. That's, That's good. Great. Uh, control body odor anywhere with Mando. Head to shopmando.com and save yourself 40% off their starter pack when you use the code EXCELLENCE. Developed by a doctor, Mando is clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. How does it work? Unlike fragrance-based deodorants, Mando is formulated with Mandelic, uh, with Mandelic acid, I should say, to stop odor before it even starts, more like pre-deodorant. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. What sets Mando apart is its focus on your whole body. It's not just about smelling good in one area. It's about feeling fresh and confident everywhere. Mando's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. Don't miss out on this special offer. Visit shopmando.com and use code excellence to get $5 off your Mando starter pack. That's shopmando.com. With that code, is about 40% off. Remember, Mando is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. So why limit yourself to just traditional deodorants, upgrade to Mando, and experience the difference. 
We're also brought to you this week by Factor Meals. Are you ready to kickstart your resolutions and make this year your best one yet? Well, we've got something you're going to eat right up. Head to factormeals.com slash excellence50, the number five zero, and use the code excellence50 to get 50% off your first order of their hassle-free, nutritious meals developed delivered right to your door. With Factor, say goodbye to grocery store chaos, prepping stress, and cooking fatigue. Their ready-to-eat meal delivery service takes care of everything, so you can focus on what matters most, your health and fitness journey. Factor offers over 35 delicious meals every week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. Plus, they have over 55 weekly add-ons to keep your taste buds satisfied and your meals diverse. These meals are chef-crafted and dietitian approved so you can trust that every bite is packed with flavor and nutrition. The best part, Factor meals are ready to heat and eat in just a few minutes. No more frantic lunch preps or rush dinners with restaurant quality meals delivered right to your doorstep. You can fuel up fast and stay on track with your busy schedule. If you're worried about flexibility, you don't need to worry. With Factor, you can change your meal plan every single week, pause or reschedule deliveries, and adapt to your ever-changing schedule. They understand that life gets hectic and they're here to support you every step of the way. So don't stress over meal times and waste time in the kitchen. Factor is the solution you've been waiting for. Go to factormeals.com slash excellence50. Use the code excellence50 at checkout to claim this 50% off order. Factormeals.com slash excellence50. All right, we're going to jump into our workout. This is a question we've got from Canon. He says, I recently had a childhood friend take his own life. My friend and I lost touch a few years ago due to me moving states, but this past year I moved back to my hometown. I noticed my old friend had negatively changed, fell into a fell in with a rough new friend group, gained weight, had excessive drinking and drugs, and antidepressant medication. As someone who tries to surround myself with people who have a positive impact on me and make me a better person, I decided not to reach out to my old friend. When I found out my friend had committed suicide, I felt terrible for not reaching out. Do you have any advice on what I could have done to help my friend while not putting myself in an unhealthy or unsafe environment? Yeah, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. I kind of want to, that's kind of what I want to tackle it because it's, it's, there's no easy answers here. I don't think. Yeah. Um, first condolences to Canon. Um, sorry that you lost childhood friend. Um, I think this is multifaceted and there might even be a, like a, a, a dichotomy to this situation, which is, um, to start what you're going through is a normal part of the grieving process where you, you feel guilty and mm-hmm. you're going to look back and go, um, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Like I, Man, if I had only, and I'm sure you're not the only one that's doing this for this friend, considering the way his life has changed and morphed towards the negative, I would imagine a lot of his friends and former friends and family are asking themselves the same question. So you are not alone when someone loses their life to um, addiction or um unhealthy behaviors, whatever that might be, the violence or gangs or uh, the people that care about them are, are going to ask themselves that question. So what you're going through is completely normal and natural. So I don't say that to make it easier, just to understand that this is the reality of the grieving process. The second part of that is there is this little dichotomy in terms of, yes, we want to, one of our, the last part of our prescription is surround yourself with people that make you better, that lift you up, that challenge you, but no gossip, no drama, no toxicity, just good times, positivity and growth and evolution. But we also have this pursuit that what we're trying to do is fill up our cups so much so that we have the ability to help other people. And we want to be, and we talk about this a lot in terms of, we are not here just to win the gym. Like We're not here just to eat perfect macros to get 6% body fat. We're not here to just... um, create fulfillment for this uh, spiritual ego. Like I meditate to you, I journal to you. Mm-hmm. What we're actually trying to do is become the, the the very best versions of ourselves so that we then have the opportunity to be able to help other people as well. 
some we will uh, uh, reach and affect. Some we will reach and we won't affect, and some we will not reach. And when we have that level of understanding that we can't save the world, but if we operate in that kind of reality, acceptance of that reality, that there are some people that will be reached and helped. And most notably, I hope that for most people is probably going to be their family and very, very mm-hmm. close friends. Then for me, there are the other people that I hope to reach. And I I hope that maybe I am able to change them. That is the people that are part of this community, whether it's this Chasing Excellence community or it's Comp Train or my gym community or you know the people that are friends um, and friends of my kids. Like I hope that I am a, whether it's tangentially, just from, I hope that I I help lift people up, whether it's um, through direct contact or whatever it is, just being uh, a person that lives true to their their values and an ethos of let's make this place better. Um, but I also recognize that there are people that I am not going to reach and I'm not going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that shouldn't, that where we, and this is where it gets, fuzzy and messy and um you know the prescription sort of s- loses its credibility in terms of well when do you know that this is a person worth reaching out to this is a person worth helping and you don't is the honest answer and you can't do it with everybody so this is where it goes into this thing that we've talked about a fair amount which is you have to rely on your gut and you're not going to be able to put on a piece of paper and use the prefrontal cortex to understand of whether this childhood friend is worth you going and spending one night a week with for the next six months or not. You don't, you will not ever know or have a concrete answer of whether that is going to be helpful for them or harmful for you. You'll, it'd be great if we did, but we have to live with this understanding that life has huge amounts of uncertainty to it. And we accept that uncertainty, well, then you have to rely on something as impervious as our gut. And the gut is the thing. And you just have to kind of go, it's the same way you do it with any relationship. Like anyone like that you potentially might be dating in your in your 20s. Is this the person I want to continue to invest into because I believe that down the in the long run, this is going to have a big upside and payoff or not? The only way you're going to do that is through your gut. No one will ever tell you like yes or no. So I would love to you know, give Canon and everyone else out there wondering if they should go and try to pull that person in that might be out there that needs their help. The, the the it's honestly it is like do you feel like it's that feel it's do, does do you feel like that is the right move and if you say no that is okay because you can't do it for every single one if you do it for every single one you will not be taking care of yourself and you will not have the impact you want to have on the people that are in the other two buckets which are the people you can reach and you can affect. So we have limited resources, time, energy, effort, money, whatever it might be, willpower. We have limited resources and we have to decide where we are pouring those resources into. Some people want to move to Africa and try to bring running water and sanitation to tens of thousands of people. And that is amazing and God bless. And like, so I can't remember the last time I used the term God bless. That's crazy. (laughs) I also told you, Patrick, I'm swearing a lot more now, which is weird. Yes. It's a whole new year, whole new bed. This is the, it's a weird experience for me. Um, um, But we have to understand these, these inherent truths of what it means to be a human being which is limited resources, which is you will not be able to affect everybody, which is you cannot have certainty and know these answers, which is you when someone that you know passes away, you are going to have part levels of guilt uh, as part of that grieving process. So that's not going to bring any closure to Canon or anyone else, but it mm-hmm. does bring a level of perspective in terms of the realities of which we need to navigate 
any of these situations with now and going forward. Mm. Yeah, the thing I think about in your answer and kind of thinking about the question a little bit is <clears throat> we 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 want so badly to be helpful and to be valuable. And in these kinds of situations where where it's kind of a relationship question or it's it's centered around a relationship, almost all of it comes down to presence. Is do you, are you present enough in that person's life not so that you can fix them? But so that they can say, I need some help when they're ready to, to, to say that thing, if they are ever ready for it. So in Cannon's case, you know, all I think about is because all you can do is, you know, and it's his question is, could I, could I have done anything to help my friend? The only thing he could have done is not try to fix it, not try to remove him from the friend group, not try to rehab him. Himself. Like all he could have done in any kind of, in any sort of realistic sense is he could have been present enough such that his friend could have said, Canon, I'm stuck and I don't know what to do. Because to your point, the only when that happens, are you in a position where you can actually affect an individual, where you can actually have a conversation, where you can actually help them. And so if there, if there is somebody in our lives who are like that, the best we can do is to just simply make sure that you are present enough that if they are ready, when they are ready, you might be the person they reach out to. You can't make them reach out. You can't make them want to change. We've talked about that a thousand times. But you might be able to remind them that if they need you, I'm here. And that might be the best we can do for 99% of the people in our lives. I'm here. If you need me, I'm happy to talk. I'm happy to listen. If I can help you, I'm here for it. But beyond that, anything beyond that, the the belief, the false belief that we have is that it's our job to fix people, that we can ever understand what his friend was going through. Cannon couldn't understand what his friend was going through. It's impossible. All he could have done was be present enough that maybe a phone call or a text would have said, hey, and, and maybe that would have happened before the decision that ultimately was happened. But any more than that, is unrealistic and and it's 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 not helpful to believe that our jobs are to fix people who we believe need fixing. Yeah, I think that's uh you know, I find I find myself in that situation a fair amount where people are you know, I I've, I've dedicated my entire adult life to health and nutrition and fitness and it's a big conversation at at cocktail parties or get togethers. It's people talk about it a lot. And, um, I, I find myself not wanting to engage in those conversations. I think for that reason is I'm not, I don't want to try to, um, change you or do anything else. Um, and one of the biggest reasons I think is that I know I haven't, um, put in the time to to be present with that person to understand them truly enough and i'm cool to sit on the sidelines and just listen to the conversations um and even when they reach out and even when they ask sometimes i'll i'll give them my my take on things but to your point um if and this is the big one like i think that canon's big thing is like i i made a conscious decision not to go to that person because mm -hmm. I deemed his lifestyle toxic and I want to surround myself with people that lift me up. And if I put myself in that environment, I know that would have been negative. I respect that decision. That is a, I think that is a brave thing to do. And that's what I'm saying is we don't need, you don't have to have the responsibility to go there and even be present. Mm -hmm. It's not our responsibilities. And that's how it might sound like a, as a person that is out there trying to change the world and make it a better place. I also understand where to put the effort and it's not everywhere. It is not everywhere. Now, if you had told me that this best friend, this friend was your best friend and this friend was reaching out to you and texting you and asking you if you mm -hmm. could talk every third day and if they could 
different conversation, right? Because the other part that you know about me is I want to lean into the people that are raising their hand. I don't want to convince anybody to come and listen to this show. That's not what we do. That's not what, the, that's not what I find fulfillment in. But the people that are here and the people that walk through my gym door, I see them as people that are raising their hand saying like, I, mm. I, I, want, I want help. And it's not help like I'm lost. I don't know what to do. It's like, coach me. I want that. I want you to, I want you to be my coach. And it's saying I'm ready to change. I'm ready. Exactly. They walk through the door. Yeah. They've done their job. If this person that is struggling reaches out and goes, hey, Cannon, hey, Ben, um, I'd love to chat. I'm, I'm going through a tough time. If if we if we push that away, that's a different level of decision making. Very, very different than I moved back to my hometown. I heard that this guy that I grew up with, that I was friends with in middle school, and we used to go and you know have some beers on the railroad tracks, and you know, but I haven't talked to him in um, 15 years, and I heard he went on this other group, and I haven't seen him. I've been back in town for three years, still haven't seen him yet, and I wonder if I should reach out to him different conversation than somebody mm -hmm. raising their hand. Once they raise their hand, that's where I feel like I have a responsibility. That is where somebody at the cocktail party afterwards goes, hey, um, I could use your help. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm struggling at home. I don't feel good about my health. I feel like I don't have the energy to invest in my family. Boom. Like Then it's game on. Coach mode, yeah. let's go. Yep. Before that, I'm I'm going to I'm going to try to go towards where I can invest my energy and resources cuz selfishly it's where I feel the fulfillment. It's why I opened a gym. Mm -hmm. Cuz it's the thing that makes me feel the best is when I give to people and people I see it manifest. I see it actually happen. So, it's there's not a right or a wrong to this, which is what makes it such a difficult conversation because someone else is going to have a different perspective, have experiences in a different way that has also lost a friend that they try. And it's so like, yes, I get it. Like everyone's going to have this very personal, very uh, vulnerable, very emotional mm. reaction to something like this story. And we all need to figure out it's just where it goes back to that first thing, the gut issue. Like, I get it. That's why you have to go like, what is my, what is my lizard brain? What is the, that thing telling me I should do? Mm. Should I reach out to this person? That's, I, I'm not going to be able to answer that. You won't be able to answer that. Your wife won't be able to answer it. Your psychiatrist or your business coach or anyone else is not going to be able to answer that question. It is your gut in terms of whether you think it's the right place to invest your effort and energy into helping this person. And if you do, then to your point, step one, be present. Mm -hmm. And as you said, like that's step one of every leadership position is be present. It's a point where like most therapists, that's a hundred percent. They just mm -hmm. sit there and listen to you talk. Some of them ask questions but I actually would disagree with you, Patrick, in terms of we cannot do anything to make them change. We don't know. I, I go into like the, the Phil Stutz model. Like he mm -hmm. flipped psychiatry upside down because he goes, everyone is just there to listen. Everyone's there just mm -hmm. to be a support. As long as I'm present, that's good. He goes, no, I want to give them tools. I want to give them tools. When they walk out of here, they're more armed. They're more knowledgeable. They have some things that they can use in real life to navigate it better. And that's where I would like to go once people raise their hand and go like, I want the help. Then yeah, let's go. Let's start talking about some tools. That's what we're doing on this show is like trying to give people more and more tools to be able to create the frameworks to help them chase what truly matters. All right. We're going to wrap it up there, Cannon. I hope that was helpful. And uh, I'll echo what Ben, you started with, which is uh, condolences to you yeah. uh, and your friend. All right, we're going to jump into a quick recommendation roundup uh, to wrap this episode up. But first, another word of thanks to a few more sponsors. We're brought to you this week by Chirp. You're dealing with back pain and muscle soreness. Well, listen up. Go to gochirp.com. Use the code excellence at checkout for 10% off your first order at the company on a mission to help people feel 
good so they can do more of the things they love. Chirp's products are simple and effective pain relief and muscle recovery tools that have already helped over a million people. Whether you're an athlete looking to accelerate your recovery or someone dealing with everyday muscle soreness, Chirp has got you covered. One of their most popular products is the Chirp Wheel, specifically designed for your back. Unlike traditional foam rollers, the Chirp Wheel cradles your spine, protecting it from compression. This innovative design allows the wheel to focus on releasing muscle tension precisely where you need relief. Plus, it comes in different sizes and pressure levels so you can customize your pain relief experience. But Chirp doesn't stop there. They also offer the Chirp RPM, a rolling percussive massager that combines the therapeutic power of percussive massage and rolling techniques. It covers 400% more surface area than traditional massage guns, making it perfect for flushing out tension in large muscle groups. Chirp offers a 60-day feel-good guarantee. If your body isn't 100% satisfied with the product within 60 days, simply send it back. Head to GoChirp.com. Use the code EXCELLENCE at checkout for 10% off your first order. That's G-O-C-H-I-R-P.com. Use the code EXCELLENCE for that exclusive discount. We're also brought to you this week by OneSkin. Start off this fine new year with healthier skin. Head to oneskin.co and use the code EXCELLENCE to get 15% off your purchase at the world's first skin longevity company. With their scientifically proven peptide called OS1, OneSkin is revolutionizing skincare by targeting lines and wrinkles right at the cellular level. If you're like me, you've set big health goals for the coming year, but remember sometimes the simplest changes make the biggest impact. That's OneSkin's two-step approach to healthier skin. Their breakthrough products powered by the OS1 peptide can turn back the clock on aging. Unlike other skincare routines that simply mask signs of aging, OneSkin's products are designed to reverse skin's biological age. Their full line of face, eye, body, sun, and travel size products promises healthier skin that you can see and feel. OneSkin's dedication to scientific research is impressive. Their in-house R&D platform has allowed them to measure the efficacy of age reversal molecules. Clinical studies have shown that the OS1 peptide reduces the number of senescent cells, strengthening the skin barrier and diminishing visible signs of aging. If you're ready to give your skin the love it deserves, visit oneskin.co. Use the code EXCELLENCE for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. That's oneskin.co, code EXCELLENCE. Remember to let them know we sent you. Start the new year with healthier skin thanks to OneSkin. All right, wrap this episode up. We'll do a quick shout out. Shout out is just when we take a moment to uh, highlight a note that somebody sent us, a listener sent us, or in this case, a review on Apple Podcasts. This says recently, this was a recent review. I've been listening to this podcast for years. It's guided me through many tough situations, including my recent sobriety. As a parent, master's athlete, and first responder, the content discussed is so beneficial. Thank you for encouraging us to be better and not settle for less. Thank you to whomever sent who, whomever left that review. If you haven't yet, it's always super helpful to get reviews. Uh, you can just do so on Apple Podcasts or maybe wherever you are listening to this. All right, our cool down. We're going to do a recommendation roundup where we just give one or two things that we've been enjoying as of late that we recommend other folks check out. You want me to go first or you want to go, go first? Go for it. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to do kind of a follow-along recommendation. I think the last time we did this, I had mentioned – Spotify introducing uh, audiobooks as part of their premium membership, which has been awesome. Uh, and so I got two books to recommend that I've been listening to or that I did listen to. Uh, the first is Will by Will Smith. Have you read this one yet or have you listened to I it? I started it. I did not. You didn't uh, like it? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. Uh, it fell off. Yeah. It was an audiobook. I was reading the actual book. So that happens a okay. lot. It happens a lot when I read actual Interesting. books. Interesting. The audiobook I chose that one specifically because I was like I want to like yeah he'd be good if I'm gonna if this is the book I'm gonna I want to do I want to hear him yeah. talking and it was really well done and yeah. he's really good and he he impersonates I, people so I like, definitely it's a read good the beginning experience. parts about him growing up and the craziness of his family mm -hmm. and his mom and his dad and stuff like that but yep. yeah yeah so. Recommend that. And then the second one, which I'm actually in the middle of, is a parenting book, highly recommended by Ryan Holiday, which is why I actually picked it up because we've talked before about mm -hmm. parenting books. Um, but it was one of his like top six or seven books that he read last year. So I was like, okay, let me give this a call. It's called Good Inside. Mm. And the author is Becky Kennedy. Um, and again, I'm just like maybe three or four chapters in listening to it. Uh, and she, she's reading it. Um, and it's really good. Like right at the top, one of the things I always said, or when, when we talked about kids books before, one of the things I said was like, every time I have picked up a parenting book rather, 
it feels like it's actually not about kids. It's about the parents. And this is like right up front. She's like, this is as much a self-development book about that as it is a parenting develop, developing book. And so I just kind of appreciated that and the lens through which she kind of takes for it. So again, it's called Good Inside. Um, and so far, uh, I think it's really, really great. Cool. What, have, you, have you gotten anything, any nuggets out of it besides that it's a self-help um, book as well? Yeah, it's really interesting. It, it, what it's, it's opening my eyes to the, so like the one thing that I really, like, again, I'm just at the start, but there's like this, and I'm going to, I'm going to probably butcher the, the, how, how she refers to it, but like this behavior first methodology of parenting where what you're trying to do is change the behavior of the kid. And we've been taught through many, many years, like that's what we're focusing on. We're focusing on, and we, and we do that through like timeouts and punishments and reward, you know, sticker charts. And what we're trying to do is just change the behavior. And one of the things that she's making the case for, and I think she's not the only one, but I think in this book, one of the things she's making the case for is see through the behavior and try to understand the motivations as to why we got, why the kid got to that behavior, what's going on? What are they, what, what is actually happening? And the, the reason why it's such an interesting, like lens through not only your own, your kids, but adults as well is you can take that and, 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 and port that over to your significant other or your boss or your best friend mm -hmm. and say, okay, she just had a meltdown over traffic, right? Whatever. I bet it wasn't the traffic that was the meltdown. I bet it was the email she received an hour ago or the fight you had three days ago that she's still thinking about or whatever it might be. And it's, it's, it's doing the work of saying, I'm not going to respond immediately and reactively to that behavior. I'm going to work really hard to try to understand what instigated, what sparked that behavior. Cause that behavior was the end of a series of sparks and that's just the way they were able to respond. They, they, that's what they were able to do in that moment of reaction. Can I unwind it a little bit? Can I understand it a little bit more? And can I try to solve for the actual problem and not the behavior? Love that. Yeah. What a good piece of advice. I forget that's like transcends so far beyond parenting. Totally. That's like yep. emotional intelligence 101. Mm -hmm. I'd, uh, and it's hard to do, but for it's For sure. I had a... And a member in one of my classes recently, and um, she was going a little bit slower in the workout. So in the middle of the workout, I asked her to scale back some of the reps of one of the things. Mm -hmm. And I could just sense that she was like, all of a sudden started hold back tears. Mm. It's like, um, you know, you wouldn't have known it unless you like, unless I, you kept on looking at her, looking at her, but you could see like her breath change and all the rest. And it's so easy to go like, um, what what's it like she you have to that's it was such a, a trigger to me of like well it's obviously not this workout it's like such an obvious example it's not this workout that's causing her to cry it's something mm -hmm. much much deeper on this and like we need mm -hmm. to investigate those things and kind of lean into not just the immediacy of the the most obvious feedback part of the loop that's really cool you know the we talked a little bit about parenting here and there. And one of the things that I've realized that um, I do that's worked in really well um, is, I just want to share this because I wish that somebody else had shared this with me, mm -hmm. is when we as parents react in ways that we don't want to react, the way I've explained that to Bodhi, who's 11, and I've done this for the last couple of years, is um, telling him the way my brain works as a parent. Mm. And so an example of this is he's on his iPad, he gets off his iPad, and then immediately goes over and starts like teasing Harley, my, who's, who's a nine-year-old uh, younger sister. Mm -hmm. Instead of going like, Bodhi, you're bad. I try, this is the way I can layer in. I go, oh, Bodhi, just so you know, like what goes through my brain as a dad is when I ask you to get off an iPad and you go tease Harley, I go, oh my gosh, too much time on the iPad makes Bodhi act in bad ways. And just like creating that connection for him. So he goes, okay, if 
dad thinks that, then I need to act extra good after I get off the iPad. Mm -hmm. So dad thinks this. And it's like, you start to like connect dots for them looping it's a different way of going like, hey, if you want to get your iPad, you have to act really nice. It's like true – like this is the way my brain works. If you do this, mm-hmm. this is the way I'm going to interpret it. It might not be true, Bodhi. The iPad might not make you do those things. It might have been that, no, she um, said something or she stole your toy or whatever it was. But just so you know, this is the connections I'm making. Mm-hmm. So then he understands that like, okay, like – if I want more iPad time, I got to make sure I don't do that. <laughs> so, right. Um, I don't know, tan, tangential. Okay. A uh, couple of things that I've been, how do we frame this? Enjoying? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, sure. Okay. Enjoying and, rec- and want to recommend. Oh, recommend. Uh, ooh, if it's recommend, uh, we've talked about this before, but I'm, I'm going to give one that's very chasing excellence and one that's the exact opposite. <laughs> Uh, one is I've gotten back to, so I've done, I usually do a year or two of tracking and then Mm -hmm. I, the last year, 2023, I did not. Um, I am back to tracking for people that don't know what tracking is. It's where I, it's my, it's my journal practice Mm -hmm. where I record, um, a highlight from the previous day. Uh, a gratitude, an intention for the day, and a thought. Uh, the thought usually comes from something that I read in the morning. And then I track a set number of behaviors that I want to make sure I am doing over the course of uh, days and the previous week. Um, that usually ends up being somewhere between the number of 15 and 25 things that I'm tracking. Um and like, just as an example, like call mom. Yeah, call mom, call dad. Be home by six o'clock. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I just wanted to give yeah. a couple examples of what those very yeah yep. very behavioral things that I want to make sure it's and I I really it's the things that like if I do these things my life is on track and it's so mm-hmm. easy and what ends up happening is after doing it for two or three years you go I got it I don't need to do this anymore <laughs> and then you don't got it so yep. It's like measuring calories or something. It's like yeah, you, you I'm back over the course so of slowly I, days and, and days I, and I, days. Yeah. I miss it and I really <clears throat> love it. I enjoy it. I highly okay. recommend it for people that are like me. I'm not recommending for everybody because there's certain definitely practices I've started that aren't for me that people love. But this is one that um, really works well for me. I think that you know that community that we're building um, that we can do this. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things that we can. I'm excited to share with people on love that. that. Yeah. Uh, what do we call it in the beginning? Uh, a uh, VIP a thing or something name. like that? Yeah, we can call it a premium membership. Premium membership. VIP that's membership. Yeah, premium. Yeah. It's just a membership. We don't even have regular. So it's just like, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Regular membership. Okay, the next one, which is so, I don't say mindless, but it's it's a Netflix series. And this is like, you know, mm. this is the only, this, I think it's only the second one I've ever done. First one was episode, season one of Ted Lasso. I never got yep. into season two, but I really enjoyed that. And this next one is... Um, it's called Last of Us. Have you heard of it? Oh yeah, I've heard of it. Is uh, I've not watched it, but yes, I've heard of it. It's really good. So I started watching it on a plane back from Europe when I was over in Europe doing some yeah. work and watched three episodes of it. And I th- I think, I don't know how many there are, but I've watched maybe, I watched three more. Mm-hmm. And I'm a sucker for like this apocalyptic thing, end of the world, <laughs> like how do yep. we survive? What's it look like? What happens to civilization? I think it's such a fascinating look at um, humanity and like, where do we go? Do we come together? Do we fight each other? Do we, um, uh, do some people come, you know, rogue and go off on their own and become violent to other people? Like, man, mm-hmm. it's just, I think it's a really fascinating and it's fiction. Obviously it's a, has to do with, mm-hmm. you know, there's a level of <laughs> zombies in it. Uh, but yeah. I, everyone I've talked to about it is like, Oh yeah, it's amazing. So I didn't even know, the, I'd never heard of it. And I just clicked on it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it is pretty, it's pretty darn good. It's really, really good. All right. All right. I'll, I'll add that to the list. I, I've seen it. I've scrolled past it a bunch, but I've never actually clicked. It's it. also it's fascinating because the, the way the zombies like actually come, it's completely feasible, which makes it really, mm-hmm. I, I don't want like the, you know, overnight, like, I don't know. I don't even know what, I've never watched another zombie. Realistic zombies. I want realistic zombies. <laughs> and this is a real, this is good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, I'll let you dig into it, but it's pretty neat. Okay. 
All right. We'll leave it there. Thank you. Uh, one more reminder, if you do want to uh, explore that premium membership, www.chasingexcellence.email. You can subscribe to the free newsletter and you can upgrade to the uh, advanced upgraded one. We, uh, we invite you and we look forward to continuing that and growing it and exploring what else we can do with you fine folks out there. Ben and I are going to be back next week for a new episode of Chasing Excellence. Until then, I don't know. Keep staying awesome. Keep keep excellence chasing. Oh, what a what a horrific finish. We're gonna finish it there. We're gonna go with it. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Oh, that's great.